there's the music! Hello, everybody! Um, I am Catherine Pride, the stufer for Avalon. That's my new term for it, I think. And with me today, as always, is the wonderful Chris Burton, my editor. Hello, hello, hello. And there's Bruce telling everybody, um, that this is the, Genesis Avalon. The name of the show. Yeah, if you didn't know that, you probably want to stop, play now, and try the episode itself. Yeah, <laughs> or indeed the entire series. Yeah, so, yeah, or the entire series. There are those people who download, like, you know, the latest podcast first, and you're like, no, 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 you, you actually want to go back to the beginning for that one, yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, here we are, episode 11. We're almost at the end of season one. Yeah, oh man, yeah, that's right. There's this episode, and then there's an episode after that, and then we have a month's break. Um, so yeah, we're almost at the end of the season, and uh, this is a really important episode. This is like, I don't even know how I'm going to talk about this episode, because it does involve Asara so much. <laughs> Rather a Like little, in a very yes. weird kind of, like in a very small kind of way. That's well, okay, that's okay. You, I, I allow you for this episode to to uh, soothe your ego as much as you like. <gasps> Fantastic, thank you. <laughs> Aren't I, think that's I great. wonderful? I love our professional relationships, fantastic. <laughs> you allow me to, uh, to to wank a lot, it's fantastic. Um, Absolutely. I don't, like, I'm not. <laughs> I spend more time talking about my actors than anything else. Um but anyway, so um, uh, what's going on in this episode, Cat? Maybe you should talk about a cat. Um, there we go. So I, I could have said that, but you know, you could have said your that, ego, on you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is the first scene of the episode where, um, uh, for those who remember, uh, Jaina and Julian went and hung out the episode before that, and then the Im the implication is that they agreed to hang out again some other time. Um, yes. I can't remember if it's actually in the script for episode 10. I don't think it is. Because episode 10 is mainly about dealing with Sam's arrival and um, and, and, and the repercussions of Roxy's death. And this is, a, this is, a, this is the night after um, Roxy, Roxy died. Well, not, I, I think I said it's the night before, but it's really more like, the, like, like two days after that. Because this is like a, a day after episode 10 even. Sam's already been around for a day or two. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, but basically, you know, she, she, this is when she finally tells Julian that Roxy's dead, and he pries a little and finds out that it's Avalon who was there for it, and like usual, his jerk face douchebag mode kicks in a high gear, Surely and he not. immediately starts yelling about Avalon, which I can imagine would probably be really hard for Jay to hear, because she's already beating herself up, she doesn't hear, need to hear more people say that it's her fault Roxy's dead. Yeah. Um, which is one reason why I like the dynamic of the two of them talking while she's out of costume, and him not knowing that she's Avalon, because of the fact that he says, he says a lot of stuff that she's internally thinking, but doesn't, like, but everyone keeps telling her, oh, don't think that. Don't I think, think the scenes so. are a lot more. You get a lot more out of it, exactly as you say, when it's when it's her out of costume. Yeah, like I mean, I absolutely love writing her as Avalon, clearly, because she's you know the uh, the, the main hero, and you kind of have to write them in costume. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to not write them in costume, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that it's nice to see her, that there's a balance between her in costume and her out of costume. So you see that she really still thinks like uh like you and me. Yes, she's exactly. still dealing with extraordinary circumstances and trying to cope with them. And she doesn't really come to terms with it for at least another couple of episodes. How long is this since the beginning of the series? 
in their time. In, in timeline, it's been a few months. Right. Um, it's been a few months. She's been doing this. I want to say that the, the, in my head, the internal timeline is a total of six months. Um, but also, part of the problem is that in my brain, like, episode 11... It says it all happened the day after Roxy died, but it feels like because I it's like it was it was a couple weeks since I like mixed it. It feels like it's been a couple weeks in time, but it hasn't. Um, <laughs> that's just what I run into. But there's uh, six months here, and then um, there's a three months gap between season one and season two, and then there's another three months gap between two season two and season three. So, but this is about six months total from when she. Actually, I think it's longer than that. I'm trying to think. Oh, no. No, I'm right. It's about six months. Okay. <laughs> that was an, excellent, that was an ex- excellent bit of audio there. I'm just going to think. Hold on, everyone. Okay, I'm back. You're mean. You're mean. Um, I can't help it. So. And, uh... I, I gotta get a kick out of this scene because she kind of went and hung out with Julian expecting him to be a douche nozzle and then when he wasn't a douche nozzle she was like I don't know how to cope with this him not uh, being a douche nozzle well she she, she oh, I, I feel like it's a bit of a dichotomy in her head because on one hand she wants people to be nice to her and on the other hand she really wants them to say to her what she's thinking which is you know you were responsible um, yeah so it's all your fault and so and so she goes to Z who is also nice <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think the thing I like about Z is is that she's blatant in how she feels about things, but she's not afraid to look at Jay and go, "Look, quit beating yourself up, okay? The world's not around, not you know, it's not about you all the time. This is not always your fault. Get over it." So she's a very coarse way of doing it, but um, yeah. And uh, oh, oh yeah, this is when Natalie finds out that Noir can speak finally. Yes, of course. Yes, yeah. one by one, it's all being it's all being revealed. Yeah. Poor Roxy, she died before anybody got to fi- before she got to find out about anything. I know, I know. I did that did to kind of suck for her, and and to have to die at the hands of everything that's going on and still not know. Yeah. Tough. It is tough. And but I don't man, think it was sad. Yeah, and I don't think Jaina really ever get. I mean, and like, and it, no, I mean, it's clear that in the next. Three, like from episode ten on to the you know episode twelve, she never really gets a chance to sit and just grieve and mourn and get through all this because everything just happens so quickly. Yeah. Um. After everything, and it's that's that's what makes it tough. Um. Let me get you a drink in the kitchen. You know, Roxy just died a few days ago, and she really doesn't get much of a chance to kind of go okay I need to grieve over the fact that my friend died and that there's a lot of stuff I didn't tell her that I wanted to tell her and she doesn't get that chance at all because uh, I'm mean and I throw crap at her <laughs> well it wouldn't be interesting if you didn't that's true that's true how are you I like this little conversation there. Again, like you sort of had the build-up coming before. There was sort of the calm before the storm prior to episode 10. And here we kind of have sort of the, the aftermath of that. And I think it is. It's very... Um, it's, 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 almost, it's, it's quite a cathartic episode. This episode? Yeah. I guess maybe the first half of it. I was well, the last half of it isn't really what I would call cathartic. Well, no, but I didn't want to spoil it, but then I guess people have already listened to it. <laughs> we talk about this every 
episode, people. You're supposed to have listened to this before you listen to the commentary. No, this is true. But no, no, well, fair enough. Yes, no, you are correct. But yeah, the first half, definitely, I think it's, it's quite... Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, everyone breathe. Yeah, I can agree with that, definitely. Especially since Natalie kind of tries to give Gina um, some perspective on it. As being, you know, Roxy's other best friend, she's the only, I think she's really the only one who could have looked at Jaina and said, you can't beat yourself up over this. Absolutely. You really can't. Yes. This is not worth giving up. It's not worth, um, you know, just, it's not, it's not worth all the stress she's putting on herself. She's got to get over it somehow. But Jaina just doesn't want to listen, <laughs> like usual. As usual, yes, this is a pattern that this will continue for some time to come. Yes, yes, she's a hard-headed character, which is one thing I do like about writing her. You know. So, Natalie, yes, what? Yes, yes. Who's your favorite character to write? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think overall, if I had to pick one character itself that I love to write the most, it's Sam. I love writing Sam. And part of that is because he knows so much more than Jada does. Um, so a lot of his humor and even like when he talks to her in conversations about the past, he knows way more than she does. And he's just, but he's just a lot of fun to write. Um, when it comes to interactions, I think my favorite thing to write is Sam and Jada. Yeah. Um, the two of them are just such an interesting dynamic, especially since she just hates his guts. Like, <laughs> like they start out trying to get along, and then, you know, shit happens, and then they stop getting along. And uh, I don't want to spoil anybody, so I'm just going to leave it at that, where they, just, they don't get along, and you'll see it. It's just, right now it's a tenuous alliance at best. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of their relationship. Obviously, I know a little bit having read ahead. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing where their their working relationship goes. Um, and, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Having someone there who knows everything that's going on, but equally isn't responsible for Jaina as Asara was. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I know, I, I, I think that's quite interesting. <laughs> so these are the questions I'm here to ask. I'll think of yes. some more. I like yeah. Think of some more. Think, think, think. Um, but um, oh, oh, there is one thing I wanted to mention because I'm listening to this scene. Uh, so I don't know if you saw Twitter a couple of days ago for folks who follow Twitter, um, but uh, uh, Panda, who is Brian Oldham. Uh, posted up a query on his Twitter, which was, are cheese and onion potato chips real? Because, and he didn't say, he didn't say, like, why. He just wanted to know if they were real and where he could get them because he wanted them now. And I immediately tweeted back with, are you reading the script I think you're reading? Because he was reading this one, and it heard Noir mention cheese and onion potato chips. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in this episode. Yeah, no, it's, it's either this one or the next one, but I'm pretty sure it's this one. Um... But I just want to mention, no, those are real, uh, and they're in England, and I love eating them. Um, they are, the they are indeed real. Ever. Oh, yes. I love them. I think mm -hmm. the only thing I like more than that are prawn cocktail crisps by Walker. Oh, uh, uh, you're so wrong about prawn cocktail. <laughs> My God, what a bad idea. Prawn cocktail in general love, is a bad idea, I but it's a crisp I love prawn cocktail flavor. crisps, though. They're good. Uh, I am unfairly biased because I'm allergic to shellfish. Oh well, that's so. Do, uh, yeah. So that that probably that probably Stay means my opinion is uh, <laughs> slightly negated. Sorry. Right. Nonetheless, eh, you can tell again. that I was I was writing some of these uh, these uh, episodes while I was studying in England though, because all of a sudden you'll hear me mention things that I did not know about prior to going to England. So 
Yeah, you do have a lot of British references in there, but I think that's quite nice, especially obviously with Sam coming in. I think that's 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 good because um, you often you do get shows where people write about another country uh, yeah. and have no idea of the mannerisms or the um, or, or the, <laughs> the you know the little ideas around it, and, and don't research it either. That's the key. You, do, you research or you've been there, and you've been there. Yeah, yeah, and like and like there's a joke about Guinness in episode thirteen or fourteen, one or the other, but that was oh, one of those spoilers. jokes where. I know, but it was it's a Guinness joke, but it's funny because I only knew that Guinness joke after being in England and finding out how much how how my friends who studied abroad or how how my British friends uh felt about Guinness. So it's interesting. So anyway, um we should talk about things relevant to the show. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe possibly. So what's going on now, Kat? Um, well, Shana got the phone call from Sam while she was talking to Natalie and, uh, and Z about a very important decision, which is that she says she wants to go visit her mother in Chicago. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, because you haven't heard about her mother since episode one, her mother is a drug addict who is not exactly a good parent, and, uh... To visit her mom would be a very stressful experience, and she decides that she doesn't want Noir to go with her. She doesn't want anyone to go with her. Um, and clearly, that sounds familiar. Noir is just not taking that bait. Whatever the hell she's trying to sell, and he's like, ah, no, 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 I go with you, I go with you. But then they're interrupted because Sam runs into some problems in Times Square, and uh, Jaina goes to find him as Avalon, and uh, like usual... She's like, I got this, I got this. And he's like, ha no, I don't think so. <laughs> Your editing of fight scenes together, is... So. God, I wish I could do it like you. <laughs> See, I think I suck at them. I, I'm always trying to do better. <laughs> oh, God, no. You, you spend so much time crafting the sounds and the effects, and it really does feel like a proper... 3D fight experience. Well, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. I, I will <sighs> gladly take that compliment. Cause that's alright. That's all you get. That's your only compliment. Okay, alright. From that's here on, you suck. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh... Oh, this is the first time you actually get to see uh, Sam use his powers more than just, uh... I have a sword and I fight with it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. He actually calls upon the god Camulus for the first time. Um, and, uh... He's oh he just got hit bad too. <laughs> All of a sudden they heard flung and then silence and then boom and Sam hits the ground. <laughs> uh, I love beating up Sam. It's so much fun. I love beating up all my characters. I'm yes, yes, you do. I think that says a lot of things about your brain. It does, but I'm okay with that. It's because I don't. This is so I don't actually kill people in real life. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> if you ever stop writing, you would have to become a serial. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, and that's one of my favorite spells that Sam ever uses. You will hear him use it again. He called upon Mainanon, the god of storms, and all of a sudden, lightning storm out of effing nowhere. I love that. Do you love some lightning? Me, it took me a while to figure out how to do it, too. I was like, is this enough? Maybe not. And then, um... Obsidian and then, just you know, gets to be sarcastic about it, though. Yeah. It's fun. And then, she st and then she throws a dagger at you and hits you in the chest with it. So that's what you get for, uh, for talking smack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that is the punishment for sarcasm in all civilized nations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, being stabbed in the chest. Um, and uh, oh, okay, my sound just totally cut out. Oh no! Hang on. Well, I'm still here. Okay, I may have just turned something down on accident. Okay, I fixed it. <laughs> I turned something down. Sorry about how that. How professional is this commentary sounding? Hi, everyone. <laughs> I know, right? 
Sound turning down, something's not working. Oh. <laughs> the roof's leaking. Oh, and then we go to the scene. Because it took Sam and Jaina a second to realize that Obsidian had mentioned his companion having fun with us over the Sara. And it took him a second and they go, but go, oh crap, Lilith! And I love up. this scene. When I started editing, this was a scene I was looking forward to hearing. Oh, I, you know, this is one of those scenes that I had had written for years. And so I knew it was coming. I knew where it was going. I knew that it had to happen. And uh, I was excited to write it. And I got the... I had the pleasure of being able to record it with Chris. So that was cool. Because back when I first wrote this, it was a totally different actress playing Lilith. Yeah, so, of course. And circumstances yeah. being as they are, now she and I live together, and we were actually in in the recording room doing actual fight choreography, like mock choreography, in order to get the right sounds for the fight walla. Because I knew how it had to go down. And it's 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 sad, because... I mean, like, even the music's sad, because you just kind of know that yeah. Asara can't win this fight. She is too weak to do it. She's dying, she's already really, really weak, and, and has already has very few powers left, and just Lilith is too much for her, and she knows it. She's trying really hard not to act like it, so... Had this not have happened, had her powers just disappeared, would she have died, or would she have just become human? Um, well, that, that depends, because, uh, not... It's very rare that Avalon gets actually stripped of their mantle. Normally they, be, they stay in Avalon until either they retire and pass yeah. it on naturally, or they die in battle. Yeah. And in yeah. her case, because she was stripped, she was slowly, gradually losing her powers. Now, if she had not been helping Noir transform during the day, she would have just become a human. Yeah, eventually. okay. But because she was helping Noir, she was dying. She was using her own life force to do that. Oh, God, I just got a shiver. Sorry, this scene's creepy. It is creepy. And gruesome. Like, it's all squishy and stuff. <laughs> squishy sounds are hard to do. Uh, yeah, they are hard. That was done with, um, with, with sound effects that I got elsewhere. I think it was like a, of ru- like a rubber ball or something and mud or something funky like that. It was weird. It was a really weird squishy bag effect. Um, it is amazing what you can do with, like, just basic, you know, objects yeah. and stuff. As long as you've got a mic you can take with you outside. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So no, this is Sarah. creepy, but, um... Sarah has been stabbed. And, oh, no. um... Yeah. Oh, a note on the score here. Uh, if you listen underneath it, you hear, uh, Rose, 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 that traditional song. You hear it again, but just in... With ooze. Um, and that's... I was lucky enough that Kristen Bays recorded that for me. And she did it kind of triplet style with a trio, and, uh... And, and recorded that for me. So that was oh, really awesome. awesome because I had always wanted to hear that song in the background, but I never thought I'd be able to find a version of it. So where's the song um, from? It's uh, a traditional round that I learned when I was in college for theater, and I actually looked it up to make sure it was actually traditional, and it is. It's from, like, the 1500s. Oh, cool. Um, it's a very old traditional song about... Um, about it's probably... I wouldn't be surprised if it originated during the Black Death because it's all about a bride never being seen wed because she dies. Yeah, so. that sounds about right. Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> on a side note, I was sick as a freaking dog when I recorded these lines. That's why they sound so damn juicy. Um, I was really, really sick, and I woke up one morning and was like, I can't breathe. Well, I better record those Asara lines or I'm not going to have this episode done. And, uh, <laughs> you're kind of working out really well. Um... 
Death line. Well, it's good if you, if you're ill, you might as well record dying lines. Exactly. But it was it was tough to do because I I had like known it was coming for so long, um, that I kind of didn't want to do it. So do you jump ahead and just write little scenes that like the the big plot points that you're excited about getting? Sometimes to? when I was first writing the show and I was working on season one, still like back when I first started the show, I had like one or two blips in season two. By the time I had hit, like, the end of season two in writing, I was already writing full chunks of season three and just storing them away. And I realized that was actually not a good idea, because normally by the time I'd get to those actual plot points, I would have changed a ton of stuff in between, and I would have needed to majorly tweak anyway, or realize yeah. that it just didn't work. Like, this was originally totally different. It was... Um, Asara was hearing Francesca's voice, her old mentor, and she was dying and monologuing, and I think this works much better, where she just, she, she manages to tell Jaina that she wasn't there for her, and that she wished she had, and then she's gone, and it just, it breaks Jaina, and it breaks Noir, I think, I think Chris Hackney gives the saddest performance I have ever heard. Yeah, no, it's right there. it is, it's, it is awesome, it really is. It's, it's that, that scream gave me chills when I first heard it, but, um. Yeah, it's ah, oh, this is such a sad episode. I'm such a bad person. <laughs> I killed off like two people in two episodes. So is this the last time we see Asara? Uh, well, uh, you will see her again because her, you know, there's stuff about her past that I still need to tell you guys. So you will actually hear her again, but not. Not for a while, um, because it's n the next season has a lot of stuff going on that has nothing to do with Asara's story, so it's, uh, it's got its own bag of problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, we shall leave that yes. until next season, but until for now. next season, exactly. So for now, we are done with episode 11, Asara's death, and uh, and all sorts of badness to follow. Uh, be there next month as we uh, as we traipse through episode 12, which is a I almost want to call it a clusterfuck. It's that crazy, but I don't know if I call it that though. It's not really crazy so much. A lot happens and some intense it's a stuff finale. happens. It is a season finale if there ever was one. So be there yes. or be quadrilateral. Um, so if you, you liked nerd. it, <laughs> I know. If you liked it, drop us a line at the pendant list at groups.yahoo.com slash pendant. Um, actually, I think it's slash group slash pendant. Um, or you can email uh, me at cat, K-A-T, at pendantaudio.com. Um, or just let us know on the website itself. Leave a comment. We love comments. And you can meantime, find us on Twitter. Yeah. We're always on yeah. Twitter. Who are you? Yeah. I'm Genesis Avalon on Twitter, so if you oh, want to follow me, follow me by the name of the show. Follow Genesis Avalon on Twitter. There um, you go. I have a feeling, though, that a super su superhero might actually commandeer that screen name. I don't think she likes that I'm using her screen name. Um, so we'll see. It may change hands in a week or two. <laughs> that could be even more interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next month. Bye. Bye-bye.